Hello, and welcome to Fortune's Wheelhouse, a podcast about esoterics and the tarot. I'm Susie Chang, and my co-host is Mel Moline. We are going on a journey through the symbols and secrets of the major arcana, and we hope you'll join us. We have a webpage, www.patreon.com slash fortunes wheelhouse. And on that webpage, you will find basic reference articles and episode notes that are free to everyone, as well as behind the scene posts and in-depth articles for patrons. And if you become a patron at the $3 level or higher, you'll get a chance to win our weekly giveaway, like Abby, who won our moon giveaway last week. Congratulations, Abby. In this episode, we'll be talking about the sun. So for this week's giveaway, I'm offering a zip pouch in one of my most popular fabrics, the one I call Solar Gold. It's a rich paisley in ivory, russet red, and lustrous buttery gold. And Mel is offering the very limited papyrus gold edition of her Rosetta Tarot, with gold foil borders, hand-lettered hieroglyphs, an authentic papyrus deck wrap, a matching satin bag, and a customizable significator card for your name, all in gorgeous gift packaging. This week's combined prize is worth over 100 bucks, and the winner could be you. You can sign up for your chance to win on our website, www.patreon.com slash fortunes wheelhouse. And now, here's this week's episode. All right, it's Sunday, the day to talk about the sun, and we are actually recording this on a Sunday as well, amazingly enough. The only sort of interesting alternative name I ever came up with out of the depths of tarot history was the blazing light, which is just kind of obvious. (laughs) But the hermetic title... Lord of the Fire of the World. God, I love that. Not not a not a humble title. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The next card that we'll do is the, you know, spirit of the primal fire. So that's another fire card, but mm-hmm. this is the fire of the world. Mm-hmm. So it's more material, more it's uh, our fire. It's yeah, <laughs> it's, it's it's our star. Yeah. It's our sun. Yeah. Um, the fire, yeah. the, the splendor of the material world. Yeah. Boringly enough, its astrological association is <laughs> the sun. Yes. <laughs> yeah, which I guess it's boring, but it's also kind of appropriate because the sun is direct, nothing terribly complex about it. Um, right. Right. It is what it is. There's no division in its identity. That's what I'm trying to say, I guess. And uh, rulership of Leo. Sun is in detriment in Aquarius. Ooh, and it's in exaltation in Aries, which we talked about with the emperor a lot. Yep. And then in Sun of the morning. <laughs> Sun of the morning, right. Right, right, right. Yeah. And in fall in Libra. Um, and uh, and <laughs> it seems kind of ridiculous to say, what sun references do we see in the sun card? Because there's nothing but sun references in the sun card. Right. <laughs> but still, still... Um, well, we can we can still do that. that yeah, they, they're they're very well. very obvious. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the sun itself <laughs> in both cards uh, to begin yeah. with, and then the sunflowers in mm-hmm. the Wait Smith card. I learned something super interesting about sunflowers. What? So they're called 
in other languages, um, like in Italian, they're girasole, which means turns to the sun, right? Mm-hmm. Same and as heliotrope in Greek, yeah, which they do. And the cool thing is that, so they do when they're young, so they, which they do by uh, one side grows more than the other during the day so that it's, you know, it causes the growing shoot to turn. But once they're mature, they stop and they stop facing east because I think the, the, the biological theory is that they heat up faster, which attracts pollinators faster, you know, so it's good for their survival. But it is interesting that they have this like really strong relationship with the rising sun. That's cool. And then yeah. they stop. And they stay east. east. And I know this because we planted sunflowers oh, a few years ago. Yeah. And they literally were pointing east. Every That's last awesome. one of them. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. It's cool. That is cool. Yeah. The sunflower itself, uh, there's, there's such awesome uh, mm-hmm. plants. They are. They are. You're always volunteering. If you have bird seed anywhere, you're going to get yeah. a few volunteer yeah. sunflowers. They're such a good source of food. Mm-hmm. And the way the seeds grow in that Fibonacci spiral oh, pattern cool, is just it? like I, I love mm-hmm. I love that. Yeah, it just seems like a you know a, a secret message from nature to us. Yeah, you know. All right. So other references. The Sun Child in the oh, yes. in the weight card and the dual Sun Children in the right. Uh, Curly right. card, which we're, I'm sure we're going to have to talk a lot about, mm-hmm. but while we're just mentioning <laughs> sun references, we can say the uh, the white horse uh, that the uh, child in the white smith card sits on is a reference to Apollo and the white horses of his chariot, mm-hmm. perhaps. So mm-hmm. it's uh, mm-hmm. Apollo the sun nice. god there, yeah. reference. Yeah. yeah. And um, what else would be a solar reference besides, well, there's the, the, the zodiac uh, the whole band, right. the path that the sun travels of the zodiac in the um, ah, so that's why Crowley card. Yeah, yeah. So the idea that all twelve signs are uh, related to the path of the sun in its in its travels. It's so basic it's, that it's, I know to even I know. see it. You know, <laughs> it's yearly journey. Yeah, right? yeah. Those are all the direct solar references, I think. Mm-hmm. Well, we've got in the uh, Thoth card to go. Back to those signs, you know, you see the 12 signs and the 12 rays of the sun, but then you see in between those 12 rays, the three smaller rays dividing the 12 sections into decans. Yes, that's right. Exactly. So you get 36 total. Mm-hmm. And also the um, the hill and the wall on the sort of green mountain mm-hmm. of the Thoth card, which is Crowley's family crest, I think, yes. the sun on a rose, uh, charged a with rose a rose on a Montvert. <laughs> yeah. So um, I've seen people say that, that that wall and that hill have to do with the city of Heliopolis, the city mm. of the sun, and that might be separating the Temple of the Sun district from the rest of the village or town. Then there's also a wall in the weight card behind yes. the child. Yeah, which also, you know... Um, well, maybe we should go straight into the Kabbalah since, mm, yeah. yeah, because that, the, the that veil of yeah, the veil of Paraketh. the infamous veil of Paraketh, which we also see in the temperance card in weight. Um, mm. So that is the veil that separates the upper Sephirot from the lower four. Mm-hmm. So, so below Tifereth, right. above Hoden, Netzach, and Yesod, and Malkuth. Well, then there's the idea of a wall as a boundary and... Um, Kind of like a control. So this card is a lot about will and the true, the true will of an individual, and then that there's that control of your will to direct it. 
Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right. And um, I'm thinking that the wall also has to do with the, you know, the obstacles you face in trying to travel to make conversation with the mm-hmm. holy guardian angel uh, spirit of Tiferet. And going to the Kabbalah again so that we mm-hmm. should talk about the path of the yeah. sun. So yeah. from uh, Hod to Yesod. That's a funny one, isn't it? Isn't from Mercury it? to the yeah. moon? Yeah. I mean, you Mercury... Mercury, you know, you know, we little buddy the of little the sun, bud, yeah, little <laughs> mini me of the sun, you know, spinning around him like the little dog. Or, yeah, but um, I also think so. Mercury is, you know, the little buddy of the sun, and then the moon is the little buddy of the earth <laughs> in a sim- in a similar way. And this is oh, the path cute. between yeah. the, the the two little buddies, if you will. We got the big big buddy, the big solar buddy, yeah. in between the two. Yeah, mini me's, if you will, because it's the Mercury is a mini me of the sun, and 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 the moon, in a sense, is because the moon reflects the sun's light. So they're both like sort of, yeah. And if you solar look buddies, I guess at the bottom of the tree, sort of big picture below the veil of Paroketh, those four Sephirot. Uh, imagine yourself on Malkuth for the Earth, and then Yesod is the moon, and then you have Mercury and Venus, and then you have the sun, and that's literally the way. If you look in towards the sun, that's how it would go, right? right You'd see right. moon, Venus, yeah, Mercury, exactly. sun. Yep. Yeah, yeah. But it's, I, I, you know, I'd like to think a little bit about um, this idea of Hod and Yesod um, working together, Hod being the sphere of Mercury and rationality and intellect and Yesod being this uh, world of um, mysteries and yes. intuition. And I mean, there's definitely something there in terms of like the idea that it's associated with Hebrew letter resh, mm. right? You know, and the and the moon was associated with kuf, back of head. Mm-hmm. So we have the head and the right. back of the head. Right. We've got the front of the head or the face and then the yeah. back of the head. So we've got the animal nature yeah. of Yesod that mm-hmm. that rules the automatic processes of the body. And then we've got the intellectual ne- nature of Hode, the more conscious, rational, right. organized. Frontal lobe type frontal stuff. Frontal lobe mind. Yeah. And then I think, in, I've always thought of this this resh, the, the head, the front as being actually the pineal gland you know that that right. that spot of light that light sensing crystal in the center mm. of our brains you cool know? <laughs> cool and you actually have that pine cone shape on your sun yeah, card on, in tabula mundi yep. i remember yeah yeah so there's definitely something about those powers of cognition and recognition in in uh in this card yeah and there's something about you know hoden mercury and the hermaphroditic nature of mm-hmm. mercury and then the twins in in the yeah. in the thoth card yeah that's true the male and female twins mercury so we talked about in the in the fool episode and the mm-hmm. magus episode how mercury and the fool the magus and the fool are kind of aspects of each other mm-hmm. and, um Mm-hmm. We see in the Fool card, we actually see the solar infants in their embryonic form on the Fool card. Remember uh, there? We yes. Have them? And now here yes. they are again in the mm-hmm. Thoth Sun card as uh, more 
realized beings. Right. So if you look at the um, the the fool card, they're at the very base of the card, I believe, down right, there by there that. Are those embracing infants. Embracing infants. <laughs> very hard to see, but here they are um, fairly clearly delineated. Mm. So they're said to be uh, one. So one's red and one's yellow. So fire and air and one's male and one's female. So the, the male one is the, the fire and the, the female one is air. So it kind of speaks to the sun having the, the fire and air kind of compatible natures of the sun. But you see they're standing on it two discs. Mm-hmm. So one mm-hmm. is uh, water, one's you know blue and one's green. So it's water and earth. So all four oh, right. elements are actually... Represented there, in, yeah, in the card. So coming out of the water disc is the fire. The opposite, um, the the male red infant there is the the fire force, and then coming out, out of the, the water, right? Coming, yeah, and coming out of the earth disc is the female mm-hmm. or the air force. Uh, in this case, the yellow infant. Mm-hmm. And they are, aren't they supposed to be sort of representative of Heru Raha as yes, well, the yes, composite the, god? The, the dual, the dual nature, the dual natured Horus Heru Raha. So he's got a, an active and a passive, passive yes. aspect. So he can be split into his uh, Rahur Kuit, his mm-hmm. active, more forward, warlike even uh attribution and then his uh horpakrat his passive silent um hidden mm-hmm. twin if you will and that's interesting because the very next card we again see them both separated right. out and differentiated these two cards mm-hmm. the the sun and um eon the, the yeah. eon to me there's there's they're, they're Telling the same tale, but in a different way. There's a perspective shift or something. Yeah, in they're there. both. I associate both of those cards with both Horus mm-hmm. and Harrow and Hru, the angel of the Tarot. Oh, right. Mm-hmm. They're both uh, very present. The dual nature of Horus. There's uh, in Crowley's writings. There's that. I am light and I am night and I am that which beyond, is beyond them. I am speech and I am silence and I am that which is beyond them. Mm-hmm. I am life and I am death and I am that which is beyond them. I am more and I am peace and I am that which is beyond them. I am weakness, I am strength and I am that which is beyond them. And I think that's about the, you know, the two sides, the active and passive mm-hmm. side of of Heru Raha. Mhm, it's almost also sounds like the recitation of double attributes in the Sefer Yetzirah, you know, the right. uh, war and peace yes, and riches and poverty. It does. And the, well, the sun is all things. I and mean, the sun it's is the all things. Of yeah. all, all life and, and, and all and things. And without it, you have no shadow. <laughs> all things come from it. So, right. yeah, it's got a little bit of everything. Yeah. And the um, speaking of that Hebrew attribute, the one they use for this, although there are choices, of course, is... Um, Fertility and barrenness for the letter Resh. Mm. And um, and that's interesting because, as you're saying, the sun gives life to all things, but it can also be a destructive force right. as well. Right. In the desert, the mm-hmm. sun might be mm-hmm. a bit much. Right. And also the sun itself is barren. You know, nothing grows on the sun, right? That it's, we know of. That we know of. <laughs> there right. could be solar beings there that yeah. we're not aware of. You know, we as we talked about in the moon um, episode in the week before this one, there's these contrasts of fertility and barrenness in in both cards. I, I see the way that the sun could be a you know a burning burning force and a um, 
you know, a, a warlike thing or a burning force or a lack of fertility. But to me, this card is always more the other side of the equation, you know, light, life, liberty, and love, as they say, yeah. and all, you know, yeah. the source of, of all things that every the sunflowers and we all turn to, you know. Yeah, 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 yeah. We are light seekers. Yes. One thing, you know, it's not so much about the alchemy, but I think it's, I've always thought it's interesting that the symbol for the sun and the symbol for gold and alchemy are almost the same thing. Is that true? Yeah. No kidding. Yep. Mm -hmm. So what does the gold one look like? It's the sun glyph with a little arrow off the side of it. Oh, okay. Almost like a combination of sun and Mars in a sense. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and of course we see gold used as a sort of a shorthand for the sun as opposed to silver for the moon throughout uh, alchemical references. Yeah. Or for, you know, male versus female as and well. And a hydrogen atom as well. That's it's a a circle and a dot, you know, it's because oh, it's got one right, it's, it's just one, got the one. one electron, you know, one electron <laughs> right. circling the, the the nucleus and hydrogen right. is the element on the sun. Right. So that's yeah, that's I've interesting. Always, I've yeah. always kind of loved yeah, yeah, that. Yeah. Not to mention helium, helium, helios. And yeah. that sun glyph itself, the circle with mm-hmm. the dot in it, you could say is the origin of the circle and cross symbol. So if you took that dot and mm, expanded it in the yeah. four directions yeah. out to the circle, you know, the light in extension, you right. get the, the uh, cross yeah. in the circle, which is a solar symbol. Right, right. Right. And also the rose cross is a solar symbol. If you look at a, you know, thinking about the Keter to Kokma, uh, Fool and Magus connections and the way the, the tip of the yod is in the mm-hmm. Keter, if you looked at a yod, turned it the other way, you could also get that circle and a point thing. Oh, yeah. You know? Yeah, you yeah. totally could. That's really cool. <laughs> That's cool. Like if you had a 3D yeah. yod yeah. and you turned it so you're looking at it from the top. Right, right. I like that. Yeah, that's interesting. And I always think of, you know, the, so Crowley says of this card, it's light, it's the emancipation of the human race, and he calls it light, life, liberty, and love, the four <laughs> L words there. Mm-hmm. So I always oh, like to reflect right, if yeah. you take the four L's and you rotate them, That's you get right. the, the four the, arms of the the, the philfot or swastika inside, yeah. inside, the, um, inside the circle. Yes. Those are four L's. Oh, yes, 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 yes. Going in different directions. The solar cross, the yeah, wheel the cross. the solar cross mm-hmm. is uh, right. the circle and the cross. So that's, right. four, that's actually four L's inside of a circle, so. Light, mm-hmm. life, liberty, and love. Mm-hmm. And there is this idea that the sun, you know, uh, in Greco-Roman mythology of the sun being in a chariot that crosses the sky with the wheels of the sun, you know, yeah. depicted in that solar cross reference. So in Crowley's card and in the weight card, they, you know, they don't start with the four arms of the solar cross, you know, light mm-hmm. and extension. Mm-hmm. He expands it to 12 and then the, the decans to just say th- this is the light expanding in every direction throughout the entire universe. Right. You got to have it all universe. because, you know, the circle and the cross is itself a reference to like our world of matter plus the divine, the circle. Right. And so then in the, the weight card, plus, you've got mm-hmm. 22. So mm-hmm. that's a, mm-hmm. another reference to oh, everything yeah, right. in a sense. It's just <laughs> a different way of saying the all. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. The, um, the, the 22 rays of the sun in the in the weight card and they are alternating wavy and straight which i've understood to mean male and female masculine and mm-hmm. feminine yeah mm-hmm. yep 
Yeah, I think it might actually, yeah, it's actually 21, but there would be a 22 right there under the Roman numeral 19. Yeah, is, and is that little squiggle supposed to... Oh, yeah, what's that? I don't know. I, I was just wondering <laughs> if that was the um, symbolic way of, of saying that's the 22nd yeah, one. Yeah, maybe. You know? So there's a squiggle to the right of the Roman numeral yeah, 19. Yeah, I think it's like yeah. a way, they couldn't, maybe they didn't want to put it in so the numbers would be clear, but they... they put it in symbolically with a curved line there. Yeah, I maybe guess. so. Hmm. Yeah. Another interesting reference to this sort of being everything is the, uh, there's four sunflowers. So that's like the four, the four worlds, worlds yep. or the, the tree of life or the four elements of that same solar cross. And I think, you know, this the four directions. Yeah. yeah. It's really hard sometimes to interpret this card because it's everything, <laughs> Right. you know, um, it's there's how do you uh read you, it other than well actually let me make that an actual question how do you read it <laughs> well uh, it obviously depends a lot on context on the context and the surrounding cards right yeah mm -hmm. but i mean to me i'm always happy to see this card show up because it's truly a card of joy and and bringer of light and um you know the card is definitely associated with contact with the divine and mm -hmm. the holy guardian angel the the uh the spark of light within us and so i'm always overjoyed when i see this card it's rare mm -hmm. for me to see this card and me see too. it as a negative thing it's almost <laughs> oh you mean just in terms of like uh, seeing it as a almost, yeah i don't yeah, see it as see, a negative thing either i can't think of um it's hard for me i, I mean i understand the whole the sun can be maybe yeah too much ego or mm. um Mm. Or, you know, burning or too strong or something. But mm -hmm. I almost never interpret it that way personally. Yeah, I see it very often as um, for other people. I almost never get this card myself. But I'd see it for other people as a, you know, a real card of creativity and self-expression, mm. you know, of coming into your own as a, a creative force. But also a, an indicator of health because yeah. our health comes from the sun. And the sun is... It, it, well, it's not only a creative force, but it's it's self-reliant. It's not reflecting light like the moon is. Yeah. It's 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 light comes from within itself, and it's self-generating. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I remember actually a couple of years ago, a friend of mine asked for a reading on New Year's Day, and she got. I did a Celtic cross. I was still doing Celtic crosses back then, and gosh, it she must have gotten like eight out of 10 majors. I mean, it was a lot. And wow. she just was sort of like looking ahead to her career kind of stuff, um, what she was going to be doing next on her path. But I looked at those cards and one of them was the sun. And I was like, I get pregnant, you know, and I know it just came out of me before I could stop myself. Cause I don't really, I kind of try not to do that, but, but she was like, I don't know, you know, it's on my mind. And then you know, like a, couple days later i get yeah. an email you know funny you get the yeah. flash <laughs> yeah. and the thing is and she was pregnant with the sun as it turns out so oh, wow. you know and that's yeah. like that's something interesting to talk about why twins on one card and a sun 
on the other. You know, it's a different a difference in vision, yeah, right? Difference in interpretation, yeah. Because I think the weight one really picks up on that idea of you know father, mother, son, daughter in the tree of life. So father being up in Chokma, mother being in Bina, son being in Tiferet, mm. um, and where this which is the Sephira of the sun, and then daughter being in Malkut. And he's got six. Looks like yes, flowers six, on his head. Yeah, six, flower some six, kind of flowers. Some kind of mm-hmm. So again, that floral-y. reference of six is is a Teferit um, reference, probably. I'm assuming possibly. that's a male child anyway. I think it is. Um, yeah, I think it is. Now, the... the um, And also there's this idea... Uh, there's There's definitely... A Christian feeling sometimes about this card for some interpreters, especially with the weight card. The oh, idea is yeah. the the sun, not just any sun, right? But the salvation. There's a long iconographic representation, history of representation of Jesus as the sun, mm. and the you know again that connection with divinity, right? The divine right. child, right? Which we also have in the Thoth card, the divine child as Horus. Yeah. That's true. So I guess when, you know, one child or two children, you know, you can really make an argument for either. I think the Marseille decks originally had two children on them. Yeah. Right. Yeah, so and the original, you know, the Golden Dawn decks had two children on them and yeah. one was standing on in one was standing on land and the other one is standing on water. Uh. So that kind of reminds me of like what's in the Thoth card where one's standing on the water disc, the blue disc, and the other mm-hmm. one's standing on the green disc. But the, in, yeah. the, in the Golden Dawn card, one's like there's kind of like a, it looks like a yin-yang shape mm-hmm. and water on one side and land on the other, and each child's standing in one section. That's interesting, yeah. Yeah, yeah the Golden Dawn deck is, although I don't, you know, I don't know, I've seen reproductions of it here and there, it's, it's funny how, although we think of Waite and Crowley as being sort of our representatives of the Golden Dawn, there was a right, original right, Golden right. Dawn yeah. deck that there really was that is kind of more tied into older traditions in a way. Yeah, it's more know? like exactly following the um, yeah the imagery as it's laid out. But the problem, I think, is that it's just not drawn very well, so it's less no, interesting. It's, it's to not look very at, appealing. You know? yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Does it exist in reproduction? Do you? Yeah, know? I yeah. think I have it at home. Do you? Yeah, mm-hmm. but I don't use it much because, it, like I said, it's don't just look not at so it. pleasing to look at as <laughs> right other right. Yeah, others that you could use instead. I don't know. To me, this idea that uh, you have this emphasis on a single child versus two children kind of reflects something philosophically different too. Mm. I mean, the, to me, the two children vision is kind of a, an acceptance of the whole in a way that maybe the, the one child vision isn't. I mean, we talked about uh, the secret in the Hierophant way back when about the idea that what if God made everything, God made good and evil, mm. you know, and to me, there is a, there's a sort of a understanding in a two-child rendition of the sun, that there's two halves to everything, mm, you know? There's right. there's light and shadow, right. there's night and day. Yep. Whereas and female, there's, yeah. Yeah, whereas to me, the one-child sun card has kind of has a feeling of striving toward the light more, you know, yeah. looking in that direction and really trying to go there. 
So, and even that, There's you know, something about the twins, too, that, you know, makes, obviously makes you think of Gemini. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. then you're back to Mercury, then you're back to Hode, you know. Mm-hmm. So there's the, the mm-hmm. Sun-Mercury thing going on there, right, too. Right, right, right. Right. And, you know, in the weight card, you have this, um, this, the red, the infamous red feather, which we also see on the fool. And we also see in the death card. And, oh, yeah, the red feather. Yeah, yeah, the red feather of life striving towards the sun. It's aspirational. It's like, this is the source of life. And this is my connection, almost my umbilical connection to, uh, to the sun. Yeah. When I see the one child, I too think of, so one child, it makes me think of either, well, Leo, you know, mm-hmm. Leo is very like singular and mm-hmm. solar and regal or Aries, the exaltation yeah. of the sun, the, the yeah. infant, the, and Aries is very self, singular. <laughs> self, it sounds negative to say self-centered, but it's self-oriented. Mm-hmm. Um, it's about the self. You're right. It's about the declaration I am. I mean, the it's self. the, the yeah. sign Aries says I am, you know, so right. it's, it's so right. when I see the one child, it makes me think more Aries, Leo, mm-hmm. the mm-hmm. the rulership and exaltation of the sun. Mm-hmm. And when I see the twins, it makes me think of more, you know, the Mercury connection with yeah. the sun, the mercurial yeah, the twins. sun. <laughs> yep. The idea that you have the sun and Mercury both. Yeah. And also, you know, in stories of twins, you have, you know, again, that that intertwining of the divine and the mortal. There's usually one mortal twin and one god twin. Yep. And then, so, you know, in yep. this card one, we have... With, like in this card, mm-hmm. one active twin and one, one passive and twin, one passive. or one seen and one unseen. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the, the little poem in the Book of Thoth for this card says, make speech in silence, energy in stillness, twin Ooh. forms of thy play. <laughs> and you can see they're very joyous. Yeah. They're playing, yeah. with the, you know... But when yeah. I hear the speech in sil- silence and energy and stillness, it makes me think of the the dual forms of the active mm-hmm. and passive God. Yeah, and also just riffing off that, the idea that, you know, Apollo, the God of music, you don't have music unless there's silence as well as sound. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, the, sp- yeah. the spaces between. Mm-hmm. Interesting. And then the whole twin suns, brings back you know the mythology of twin sons Mm. you know there's you you see that throughout the ages you know mythologies that refer to that and then there's even the whole sun behind the sun thing where it's said that the planets in our solar system revolve around the sun and yet our entire universe or our entire solar system is revolving around something else another hidden sun oh yeah 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 yeah. i think you mentioned that in a previous episode i can't remember which one but i I love this card because it's like the sun is just a star you know and they say every man and every woman is a star (laughs) The sun is just that force, you know, that that undying force within us that wants to shine its light. It's the will to live. Yeah. Yeah. Um, There is also, uh, it's interesting to note that on the zodiac of the Thoth card, the placement of the zodiac is significant. The... uh, the you see the ram on the extreme left of the card right in which the, is in the yeah from the point of view of the sun is the east is the east yeah right, right. Mm-hmm. which makes sense mm-hmm. the spring mhm and mm-hmm. you see the capricorn at the zenith as you would uh, you know yes. the, you know the goat on the top of the mountain the 
Yeah. So if you did, laid out a horoscope wheel, Aries would be at the left there, and Capricorn would be at the midheaven, and so yeah. it's laid out like that. I had a really interesting uh, cancer listen- at the Nadir cancer for the, the fourth Nadir. house. So, yeah. so what's really really curious about thinking about this is the idea that um, you know we have solstices up and down, and then equinoxes left and right in this. And I was listening to an astrology podcast the other day where they were talking about how, you know, we have this problem of calling things summer solstice or winter solstice or autumn or spring equinox because we're in different hemispheres. And, you know, it doesn't necessarily add up for everybody the same way. But if you think of the summer solstice for us, the point uh, when the when the sun is in Cancer, is the point where the sun itself is at its most northernmost point. So mm. you know, it's all downhill true. from here. It's all downhill. <laughs> well, somebody, the guy he was interviewing represented it as the king likes to be at the top. Mm. You know, at the north. It's good to be the king. Yeah, yeah. So, and that's true whether you're in the northern or southern hemisphere. He's still at the northernmost point at mm. that moment in Cancer, yep. uh, at uh, June twenty first or yeah. whatever. Yeah. yeah, yeah. The marriage of the king and queen in in pagan uh, mythology. So the longest day. And interestingly for us. enough, doesn't mm-hmm. um, in. Austin Coppock's book that mm-hmm. he, he mentions the the decam before that Gemini you know as mm-hmm. being you know the the last one and then the start of the new yes yeah yeah and, and so mm-hmm. it just brings back the twins in Gemini and makes me kind right. of think of there's something there with the transition of the season is. into the solstice uh, there definitely is um, the idea that you know uh, with the last decan of Gemini you actually have to kill off one of the twins to you know, to start again, there's a, there's a implication within that. And that's why we have the Ten of Swords looking the way it does. <laughs> right. I think Crowley says about this card, it's the restriction of sin and death abolished. So huh. the idea that, you know, the idea of sin is restrictive, and that the idea of death is restrictive, because there's that that does not die. There's the, mm-hmm. you know, there's the part of us that goes on, so mm-hmm. to speak. And so, you know, in the olden cultures, you know, the, the sun was thought to die when it went down and then be reborn in the morning. Mm-hmm. And now we know that that's not true. And, and likewise, now we have some awareness that there's that which remains, mm-hmm. you know, that mm-hmm. our bodies are a temporary refuge for that star. For the spark, us. which yeah. travels from one to the next. Yes. Right. Right. And like it says in the, uh, I think it's in the, the Book of the Dead, it says, you know, mm-hmm. my face is the face of Ra. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, and he goes mm-hmm. through all these things. But when I hear my face is the face of Ra, I think of Resh in the head and the uh, face. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. You know? <laughs> right. Yeah, and all those cognate words that start with ray, you know, are king-like words, regal, uh, regnum. And if you look at the opposite path, so it's either the emperor or the star, depending on Mm -hmm. on which way. And either one, to me, really fits. Yeah, I can see that. I mean, the emperor being the exaltation of the sun, exaltation of the sun, and the sun of the morning, or Mm -hmm. the star being our sun is a star, Mm -hmm. and you know, there's that whole connection there. So either either way, the opposite, whichever one you use, there's a good correspondence. Right, (laughs) right. On these um, two discs on the Thoth card. Mm -hmm. 
There's supposed to be little tiny crucified figures on a towel cross. Oh God! On there, they're very <laughs> hard to see. Yeah. Um, yeah. But you can if you look look at the card there. Yes, I see so what it, you mean. You know, yeah. So towel cross is the card of the universe. So mm-hmm. there's you know there's something going on there, and there there's. Mm-hmm. Which is the path below uh, the sun if you go through Yasod to Malkut. Right. Right. And also the idea that there is there is a theme of sacrifice in solar cards. Right. Generally, the theme right. of the dying god. The theme, you know, Tiferet is associated with uh, not just not just Christ, but with Dionysus back as, mm. um, you know, gods who mm. gave up Attis something. And, mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. All of those... Osiris. The dying gods. But in this card, those discs are, you know, below these other, mm-hmm. the, the two right, beings right, are right, kind right. of rising above that. Right. That, that Right. Well, maybe that's the very story of resurrection, you know? I don't know. The idea that you die to be reborn. In, yeah, in, in some ways. Oh, and that, I was just thinking, because the last time we talked about sacrifice was in the, um, in, in the Hanged Man, and... I have, I read somewhere, I wish I could remember where, the idea that the dance of these two twins uh, is a reversal oh, of the, the hangman's the posture. posture. Because yeah. the arms and the, the arms um, are feet up, are very right. similar. So if you take the body language of right. the hangman and turn him upside down, then, Reverse you know. Reverse the water to get the fire. I yeah. Mean, this is the card of the sun, but it's the fire of the world. <laughs> right, right, so, right. Right, so it's it's um, the redemption of that payment. Right. Yeah. Interesting. We've got the uh, the rose in the center, mm-hmm. which um, I think has twenty four petals, but it's mm-hmm. kind of hard to to see them to count them. Twelve and twelve, twelve inner and twelve outer. Yeah. So that's another twelve yeah. symbolism. But if you think of twenty four, it's the um, it could be there's there's the twenty two paths, but then if you count the fact that there's two two that do dual you know there's the if you look in uh, 777 there's mm-hmm. the extra the, path for the fact that the uh fire and spirit share oh, a path yeah, yeah. and earth uh-huh. and Saturn right. share a path okay so, so he that, he writes like 31 beasts and 32 yes, beasts yes, which is like yeah, you know so, right so in a sense you could say there's 24 paths yeah you could you could yeah i can see the argument or there's yeah. just 12 and 12. I don't know if it's yeah. just repeating, <laughs> repeating the 12. Right. Want to talk about the colors? Oh, sure. Beautiful, mm-hmm. as you would expect. Solar yeah. colors. So king scale of orange, the color of the sun, and the color of mercury hope yeah. color as well. Yeah. yeah. And then the queen scale. You know, the queen scale always has the color in a sense that you would expect the sun to be. So mm-hmm. in here, that is totally true. Isn't you that have funny? Golden yeah. yellow. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. It's like the king's, king scale is like a little bit more, uh, you know, higher up, more ethereal, if you will, whereas the queen scale is more like the color you would expect, the blue of the sky, mm-hmm. the yellow of the sun, the, mm-hmm. you know, so we've mm-hmm. got the golden yellow of the sun in the in the queen scale, and then we've got the rich amber, and then the princess scale of amber rayed red. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And in, this is one example where the weight card actually has a lot of the colors one would expect. Um, mm-hmm. and a lot of it times does. that's not true, but we have the yellows and the reds and the mm-hmm. ambers. Yeah, and that um, 
that red uh, or orange red, yeah. of the banner is, you know, the the uh, yeah, king scale color. Banner, do you think? I mean, well, um, that came from Levy, I think, from Eliphas Levy, the occultist. Um, he had. Uh, I don't know if I can dig up an image. I'll try to, but that was uh, a, something that he felt was associated with the sun and which weight picked up on. Mm, I've seen the red banner in other decks sun yeah. cards as well. Yeah. And the red being a color of Aries mm-hmm. could mm-hmm. refer to the exaltation of the sun as and well. And of life, of blood yeah, and of life. Right, you know? right. Yeah. Passion. Yeah. Passion and fire force. You know, we so many times we see red um and white being contrasted in the Waitsmith Smith deck as, you know, colors of Passion and colors of purity. Mm, yeah, you've got the white horse mm-hmm. and the red bear yeah. there. Yeah. Again. Yeah, I like the idea of this child carrying forth the banner of life in the way that death carries his own banner, you know, in the right. death card. Yep. Right, and they both have the red feather. Yeah, yeah, but the death's feather is drooping. drooping yeah. <laughs> because it's not connected to the sun anymore. When a sunflower dies, it droops like that too. It does, or when it's- yeah. It's not exactly dead, but it's dying, and its head is full of seeds, and then it droops yep. down, and it looks and so the, sad. And then the seeds can, <laughs> but the seeds can then plunge straight to the ground. Yep. You know, they have a better chance than being picked off by crows or whatever. Right? <laughs> and then, of course, when you have, when the sunflower is totally dry, it's almost like you have a shepherd's crook, you know, because yeah, it has that shape that at the top. Yeah. All right. Um, Shall I do musical notes? Sure. I I wanted to talk briefly about some of the plants associated with the sun. Because, yeah, because we talked about the sunflower, but we also have like bay laurel, which is a plant associated with victory, like the crown of laurels. And it's it's associated with Apollo, you know, Mm -hmm. god of music, god of the sun, you know. Um, So that's, that's a historic association. And it's also... I believe an interesting thing about the bay laurel is that it was used as a substitute for palms. Like we, you know, European cultures couldn't get the palms of the Middle East for celebrating Palm Sunday. So you, instead you use laurel. And that's why on the Ace of Swords card in wait, you get one side has palms, one side has laurel um, mm. coming down. Or maybe that's why. I don't really know for sure. <laughs> then there's, you know, like the chrysanthemum and the marigold. Yeah, the marigold. Very solar. solar. Yeah. I, yeah. I um, used to make and still eventually will make a mm-hmm. mead of the sun, I called it. Oh, and it great. was one of my, is still one of my favorite meads ever. It's mm-hmm. so Meat itself is very solar. Yeah, it sure is from with. the bees. But then yeah. I would put in it all these solar plants and solar herbs. So mm-hmm. I would put in it... Um, a little bit of citrus stuff like orange peels yeah. and uh, things of that yeah. nature. They, it would have rosemary in it, another mm-hmm. solar plant. And yeah, uh, it would have sure. um, saffron. Saffron yes, is very sure. solar. So it's got the little, they're red, mm-hmm. but then you, when you put them in the water, threads. they're beautiful yellow Golden color. Yellow. Golden yellow. Colors I love everything. The color. And yeah. then I would put mm-hmm. in it St. John's wort. So mm-hmm. if you, you know, St. John's wort is like the opposite, the yellow, little yellow flowers, but if you crush them, blood red comes out of them oh is that true i did yeah. not know that so oh. they're kind of huh. like they're both red and gold yeah you know? so the yeah, yeah yeah one is yellow but you crush it or you soak it in alcohol and it turns red and the other one is the opposite it's red and it That's turns cool. gold yeah 
So that was in there. And St. John's War mm-hmm. is, you know, useful for relieving depression. Depression, Just right. like the sun itself. Right, right. And so it's... this mead was quite delightful between mm-hmm. um, all those. It had marigolds in it as well. Mm, so it had... that, that will give it color as well. Yeah, color and a little bit of a resiny mm-hmm. quality. Mm-hmm. So I have to make that again because St. John's War is blooming right now, actually. I've been seeing uh-huh. it everywhere. Yeah. And it's yeah. calling me. <laughs> yeah, that's interesting. I never realized there was that connection with the color of St. John's and Wort. And the, the name of St. John's War, what's the Latin name of it? It's It has uh, it has the... Should I look it up? Ah, oh, Hyperium. Hyperium porphyratum. <laughs> that's yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah, we yeah. are. Okay, so hi- hyper- could be. I mean, Hyperium... Hi- could be. I mean, because sometimes hyper just means over in mm. Greek, but it depends. It could be. Could it be. sounds solar yeah. to me. And yeah. the perforatum refers to the little holes yeah. that are on the, the If you look at the, the leaf, leaf of the plant, leaves, right? it has like pores all yeah. over it. Yeah, it's interesting yeah. that way. The better to see you with. <laughs> so yeah, anyway, it's a delicious, that, delicious mead. That there's a solar plant that like, like the sun, like solar therapy, is capable of lifting your spirits and... Lightening them, both yes. lifting and lightening, both words associated with the sun. That's cool. Um, and there's also that, uh, it's also interesting that there's so many of those plants are dye plants, right? The expansiveness of the sun, mm. the way that its virtue extends outward, you know. Um, I don't know, there's something about saffron. Uh, the way saffron radiates like that. And and I think in terms of smells, Crowley actually liked to say that all brilliant odors are associated with the sun. So, um, of course, the one we think of most is frankincense. frankincense. Love <laughs> frankincense. So we've got some frankincense here. I love frankincense, I adore too. frankincense. But everyone loves frankincense. Yeah, it's my favorite base. I just love the, um, that, you know, evergreen smell or that balsamy smell to it. Yeah, it's nice. Yeah. It smells I don't know how to describe it to someone who had never smelled it before. There's a fresh cut wood smell yeah. to it, you know? Not quite turpentine, but no. Sort of. Yeah, there's a there's definitely that piney smell yeah. to it. Yeah. Like if you're walking over pine needles, yeah. it smells a little bit like that. And it's just so mm. It's it's the lightest and it's a resin like pine trees make a resin yeah sort of it's that color that golden color Mm -hmm. it's from the olibanum which is uh evergreen yeah in fact uh and speaking of the colors of the the plants we were talking about you know they're all kind of orangey reddy yellowy Mm -hmm. goldeny plants Mm -hmm. and then in the moon episode that we talked about last time Mm -hmm. the violet is the oh, exact yeah. opposite on the color right. spectrum. The violet color I never thought is of that. That's opposite. True. Th- so I don't know. That's just yeah. interesting yeah, yeah, yeah. to me. And, you know, as well as purple being associated with Yasod. And yeah, so uh, opposite ends of the spectrum. Yeah, sun and moon, hmm. opposite colors, cool. opposite plants. Yeah. Well, although now we're getting, I might as well do the notes while we're at it. So you talked a little bit about color before, the orange, the gold, yellow, Um the notes are associated with that rather than red. So, um, yeah, the king scale would be yeah. orange, and that's usually the one the note is yeah, based on. Exactly. Well, the it's either the king scale color or the sephira color. So, so if you're mm. um, right, if, if you do the sephira color, it's right, the yellow. It's going to be yellow, yellow right. right? So, if you okay, I'll, let me see if I can do this. So. 
Um, if you're going by the Sephira color associated with Tiferet, uh, is the color yellow, which corresponds to E natural. However, if you're going by the King Scale path, uh, that is orange, which is associated with D natural. Um, you know, we've, we've, we've heard D natural a lot with all the mercurial references in previous cards. Right. So you get also your choice. <laughs> yes. Also orange. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, so you get your choice, E natural or D natural. Uh, I tend to like using the Sephira uh, reference cause it's clearer for me. Um, or you can, or, or you can use the path reference either way. Um, uh, but the nice thing about the Sephira references is that, you know, uh, seven notes of the scale, seven planets makes it super simple to remember. All right. Um, so anything else? Did we actually get everything? Well, mostly. Yeah, I think so. All right. So we talked about uh, the sun as uh, everything, <laughs> uh, but also as a source of health uh, or an analog for health, a source of creativity, uh, self-expression, identity, and connection. Freedom. freedom. Freedom and liberty. Absolutely. What's the Crowley quote again? Life, life. light, liberty, and love. Life, light, Whichever liberty, and love. Whichever order you can choose, but I, I actually prefer uh, light, love, liberty, and life hmm. in that order because it, to me it follows Fire, the water, air. air. Yes. Uh-huh. And, and earth. Yeah, that makes sense. Okay. All right. And, uh, and of course, the connection with the divine. Um, our relationship, mm, our to, star within, yeah, our star within. and without. That's our, true. It's our yeah. star without and our star within. Yeah. So on that happy note, uh, we will say goodbye to the sun and return next time with the eon or judgment, depending how you see it. And those are two very different concepts. So very different. It'll be an interesting discussion. All right. Thanks for listening. See you next time. And. That's our show for today. You can find us at www.patreon.com slash fortunes wheelhouse, where you'll also find new episode announcements and loads of extra articles and visuals, which will help you follow along with the show. If you're enjoying fortunes wheelhouse, won't you leave us a review on iTunes? It's more helpful to us than you can imagine. Even a sentence or two multiplies our reach so that other tarot enthusiasts out there like you, can find and enjoy the show. And if you'd like to have a chance at these amazing giveaways that we keep mentioning, why not become a patron at the $3 level or above? You'll be entered to win in our prize drawings, you'll gain access to the 78 Playlist Tarot Music Project on Spotify, and you'll unlock a treasury of patron-only esoteric content on our website. What's that website again? It's www.patreon.com slash fortunes wheelhouse. We can't wait to welcome you to the wheelhouse community because you are a hero of the astral plane and we so appreciate your support. <laughs>